tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Hello, good afternoon. Welcome to Journey's Today. We're coming to you live from our studios in Kukum. Let me on DTT because we're free to air. On DSTV Channel 421 and Go TV Channel 125, we are your home of independent, fearless, and credible journalism. Coming up this afternoon, Ghana Water Company workers to resume operations in Boko following assurances of 24-hour security by Rexeg after temporarily boycotting their job over safety concerns. There is some solution and all that before they start treatment. Uh, uh, so um, we are hoping that by midday uh, everything should, 
should be okay and uh, they should uh, they should start with uh, uh, production. More as MC intensifies efforts to draw back other companies, especially staff or banks that have fled the area. Also, this afternoon, organized labor in the Ashanti region conclude its meeting with the Ghana Police Service in Kumasi ahead of the February 13 demonstration against government's imposition of VAT on electricity consumption. We are live in Kumasi for updates. Plus, former Works and Housing Minister justifies why he didn't build a single house as minister, blaming the prioritization of the free SHS for it. I never had the benefit of doing housing. So how can you assess me on housing? I tell how many houses did you build? <laughs> From which pocket would I go to build houses? Live on Facebook, YouTube, and in, uh, Instagram, the, and X Spaces, via joining us on TV. My personal handle is at the Nana Aisha. Please do stay for details. After a week-long boycott, workers of the Ghana Water Company Limited had made a decision to return to Boko following a commitment by the Regional Security Council, REXEG, to provide round-the-clock security. Concerns over safety compelled these essential workers to temporarily suspend operations and vacate the town, adding to the growing list of companies that have regrettably withdrawn from the volatile area. However, dialogues between the Ghana Water Company leadership and REXEC yielded a commitment to ensuring protection for the workers and smooth operations in the area. Communications Director of the Ghana Water Company Limited, Stanley Marty, shares more about the situation. Workers have vacated the area. Okay? Okay. As I see, the regional security council and then the district security council has to do with us, has to do with the staff, has to do with management, and we have involved, we have gone, we have had a resolution to go back to work. Okay, but there are still certain conditions. Now, the, one of the conditions is for them to be uh, to uh, to have fully formed security. Then they can work. Okay, without that, then they can't work. The regional security council has agreed to do that. And so this morning, they are being transported under security guard uh, uh, to Boko so that they can start uh, um, operations. So uh, it's really good, but we hope that um, everything, all the requests that have been made by the staff will be uh, adhered to by the regional and the municipal security council. And then they can, they can be safe to work. That is the situation. It has been resolved this morning. Production of water will resume and, and in the area. And uh, we hope that uh, things will move on um, uh, uh, very well. So as but we speak, the workers have returned to work? They are currently being transported uh, under security guard um, to, to Boko. So we should, we should that it is that production anytime they go to Boko. And uh, because the uh, equipment have been shut down for uh, a few days, they need to do some servicing and all that before they start uh, uh, treatment. So um, we are hoping that by midday uh, everything should should be okay and uh, they should uh, they should start with uh, uh, production.
Municipal Chief Executive Amadou Hamza confirms the assurances by the Security Council indicating more is being done to retain other companies who have also fled to retain tobacco. This didn't come to me as a surprise, but I knew that service providers like Ghana Commercial Bank, like the Consolidated Bank, Ghana Revenue Authority, uh, Social Security <clears throat> and National Insurance Trust, and then the court system, many others have actually left Boko. Several attempts were made and are still being made in my office to ensure that we get them back to the municipality to start operating and to provide and to continue to provide those services to the people of Boko. In a bold initiative, and I was able to reach out to the, the Ghana Water Company Managing Director, apparently the Dr. Clifford Bremer, and indeed he came to a firm conclusion with me yesterday and all, all those issues that were raised by the workers be resolved. And so which is why I can confidently tell you that as of yesterday, the matter has been resolved. And so a letter is to be written to the regional manager of the Upper East region to direct the staff that have left to come back to Boku to continue supplying water. Former Works and Housing Minister Samuel Atachia has been defending his inability to perform up to expectation during his days as Works and Housing Minister in terms of building houses. The Akim Abwaka South MP says the President's prioritization of the free SHS should be blamed for his inability to build a single house during his tenure as Housing Minister. Speaking in a yet-to-be-aired interview on PM Personality Profile, Samuel Atachia explained that prioritization of the free SHS affected other sectors of governance, resulting in low inflow of funds for operations in those sectors, and its ministry was not spared. Do you know why we are not really making it a priority? Because housing is a big deal. Housing is a big deal. In fact, it's a catalyst for the development of any country. True. But I'm, I'm sure probably um, the power of the president was hijacked by free senior high school. Okay. Yeah, I've been issue. So that was your priority. That, that, was, what, that, that was his priority. Okay. And probably other areas suffered. We are given the resources that I had. I'll tell you something, Asha. Sometimes people measure people wrongly. If you didn't want to give a coin or financial space to the roads minister, there'll be no roads. It's as simple as that. If you said that, oh, 40% of the revenue should go to Napo's ministry, now you see his free senior high school, I mean, on the top of the calendar. Oh, no, no, this is the best person. Mm -hmm. So if you want to measure me in terms of the resources that I had, yeah. I did some good work. What they wanted me to do, which I did so well, is a training system in the country. If you realize that during my time, I fought hard and did a lot of drainage works and you could see that the flooding was at the barest minimum during my time. And that is what they wanted me to do. I did some, um, what's it called, um, um, sea defense projects, a couple of them. I never had the benefit of doing housing. So how can you assess me on housing? How many houses did you build? <laughs> From which pocket was I going to build houses? 
Full interview is this Friday on the Joy News Channel at 9 p.m. Do make a date. Let's get on to other stories. Organized labor in the Ashanti region has concluded its meeting with the Ghana Police Service in Kumasi ahead of the February 13 demonstration against the government's imposition of VAT on electricity consumption. The labor unions this morning engaged the police to deliberate on their proposed routes and the scheduled date for the protest after concerns were raised by the police in their earlier meeting. Nana Boache Yadom joins us via Zoom. He's been monitoring this meeting for us. Nana, what's the latest from the meeting with the police? Well, Aisha, this very afternoon, after the organized labor engaged the Ghana Police Service here in the Ashanti region, well, they've been giving clearance by the regional police command to go ahead with the process on February 13th. So the latest is that the Ghana Police Service has given the uh, labor unions clearance to continue with the process um, come every 13th. So plans and measures that will be put in place to ensure a peaceful on the February 13th have all been given or left into the hands of TUC and then the labor unions ahead of February 13th. Is the police still raising concerns about the date? Well, the initial meeting, which was on Monday, the police did raise concerns about the date, which is the February 13th, the Tuesday, the working day. And so they were very, very much concerned about the date. Um, which actually did lead to the postponement of the meeting to today. Um, after the meeting, the police are not raising concerns about the date. They are actually giving them clearance to go ahead with the process on February 13th. So matters of um, date uh, with regards to the Ghana Police Service and the organized labor unions are no more of a concern to the Ghana Police Service. So what's the preparation of the regional TUC after this meeting? Well, at exactly 1 p.m., the union will be meeting at the TUC head office in the Ashanti region. The regional secretary, Augustine Adongo, will be leading the unions to also prepare ahead of their uh, process on the February 13th. And so right after their engagement with the police uh, this morning, they are going to the regional TUC head office in the Ashanti region to also deliberate on other uh, issues that did come up in their earlier engagement with the Ghana Police Service. So operations are ongoing from here, and then also later in the day we'll bring you up to speed details as to what transpired. Nana Apuache Yadong with those updates from Kumase. Definitely will bring you more from there. We'll take a break on Joy News, uh, but before that break, let's go to Parliament, where Speaker Alban Bagben is lamenting the major casualties recorded in the NPP parliamentary primaries. 28 sitting MPP MPs couldn't secure their seats, whilst 19 of them announced their retirement from the House. Parliament returned on Tuesday with significant changes in terms of how business will be conducted in the legislature. The Finance Committee has been split into three separate committees, whilst MPs are now required to recite the National Pledge once a week. In his welcome address to MP Speaker Bambagwin expressed worry over the 45 MPs who lost their primaries, those who are voluntarily exiting, adding the nation must reflect on the huge investment made in those MPs who will be exiting the House. After more than a month on break, MPs are back in the House to do business, but there are now significant changes to how business will be done on the floor of the House. Starting from this meeting, MPs will be required to recite the National Pledge once every week. That is at the start of the, of the, of the week, and today, MPs had to recite that pledge.
congratulations. Honourable members, Congratulations. Honorable members. Also, at the start of every particular sitting, there will be a roll call of MPs. And MPs will be required to stand in their seat and be recognized. That is part of the measures the Speaker of Parliament, Alban Bagbin, is taking to ensure that there is maximum attendance in the House. Today, of course, there was some melee, some confusion in terms of how exactly that process will pan out. This is how it all went down on the floor. Asensu Bwachi Francis, Esiama Aize Kwame, Esiama... You indicated that um, when your name is called, through, I mean, when the role is being called and your name is mentioned, we should respond and not stand and wave. So if you could guide us, do we stand and respond present, Mr. Speaker? If you later come and you sign, you'll be recorded as having been present. But the biggest essence is accounting to the public, which all of us are supposed to. So if at the beginning of the day, Muntaka is called and is not there, what I simply tell as most people is that is perpetual latecomer into the chamber. But with MPs back now to do some really good business, they could not gloss over the important matter of the number of NPP MPs who have been defeated in the just-ended primaries. 28 of them lost their primaries, with about 18 also signaling their intention not to return. That is about 46 NPP MPs that will not be returning to Parliament in 2025, as well as some NDC MPs who also lost their primaries and those who have decided to bow out. The Speaker of Parliament first worded it in terms of how this attrition will affect Parliament. We woke up one Saturday, and by the evening, we had lost... 28 MPs through the primaries of the new patriotic party. Earlier last year, we lost 17 MPs through the primaries of the NDC, National Democratic Congress. It's not a good signal for the legislature and for Ghana's democratic development. We also caught up with the NDC Deputy Minority Whip, Ahmed Ibrahim, who spoke about how there was an alleged scheme at the office of the president to... Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time.
If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com slash audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com slash audio. That's carshield.com slash audio. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boostbytaxday to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. How some NPP MPs? The number that we're going to lose were 30. That was, that was the estimation from my calculation, if you remember. So you could see that the last half house was after them. And we knew once the big house is after you, there's no way you are going to contest. You are going to make it. So clearly you could see that the system was ready to act some of the people out. And I'm not surprised. The number, our estimation, it was 30. We also heard then from the majority leader, say Chairman Sabons, who spoke about political parties and what they must do to their internal rules to ensure that certain MPs, especially those with so much experience, are protected. It is unfortunate to relate that Ghana's parliament now is in the league of only three parliaments in the world which have the highest attrition rates globally. And this is not helping the growth and development of our democracy. I've often made appeals to the two leading political parties in the country, the New Patriotic Party, which is my own party, the National Democratic Congress, to introspect on, on their respective constitutions. So, a number of key changes now in Parliament. For instance, the All-Powerful Finance Committee has been broken down into three. The Finance Committee, the Committee on Planning, the Committee on the Economy, also the Appointments Committee will still be chaired by the deputy speaker, but of course they will co-opt members of other committees depending on the work that they are going to be doing. In the coming weeks and in the coming days, we'll be rolling out a series of the changes that are now embodied in the new standing orders of the House. Reporting for Joy News, Kweku Asante, Parliament House, Accra. Asante, who is parliamentary correspondent with a list of the changes. Two of the major changes have to do with how the committees are composed in the House. So, for instance, the number of the committees used to have 20, 25 members. When what we are seeing now, the, the, the ceiling of most of these committees will be 13. In fact, the appointment committee used to be, I think, 22. It will now be made up of 13 MPs. That is the first deputy speaker, Cherry, and then the leadership on both sides of the House, and then co-opting members from other places. So, for instance, if they are, they are, they are, the appointment committee meets over judges, then they will get some members from the Judiciary Committee to come and join them to vet those judges. If they have to vet, say, the Minister for Education, they will co-opt members from the Education Committee to join them to do that. Those are the changes that have come in, and, and it, it is to reflect on how things are done in the advanced democracies like the U.S., for instance, where the Judiciary Committee will vet judges, the Committee on Health will vet appointment to the Health Ministry and other places. These are the modern times. The, the, the Parliament of Ghana wants to go to. There used to be the Defence and Interior Committee charged with looking at the defence of the country, the Interior Ministry, the National Security Ministry, and all that. 
that is also no more because it has been whittled down and now we have a new committee on the committee of intelligence again Executive Director of the Parliamentary Network Africa, Samuel Bing, has been throwing more light on how the new standing orders will impact the work of Parliament. Many of them would transform quite greatly the work that Parliament needs to do. Remember that the standing orders which were revised to have these new ones have been in place since the year 2000. And so for 23 years, Parliament has been practicing in a particular way. So many things have changed over the almost uh, two dozen years uh, period, uh, including, of course, having the experience of an age parliament with his hands. And so they needed to incorporate all of these changes, all of these new learnings, global best practices into the scheme of things. And to be able to do that, we needed to find expression in the standing orders. And so I am particularly excited about the fact that citizens of committees will be open to the public, just like plenary, unless for some specific reason, the leadership of that particular committee decides to keep it closed, just like sometimes it is in the case of plenary. I'm excited about the fact that you know, committees have been realigned, new committees have been introduced, a number of members on the committees are relatively smaller, so that members of parliament can serve specifically in areas of their core competencies and strengths. I am particularly excited about the fact that we would have a, a situation where committees will all not be chaired. I mean, almost all committees will not be chaired by the party that is in government. Let's stick with Parliament because Minority Leader Dr. Kassiela Tofosan is charging President Ekufuado to reform his government and governance style, just as Parliament has done. The legislature has introduced new standing orders, which significantly changes how things are done in Parliament. Speaking at a leadership press briefing, the Minority Leader claims President Ekufuado's governance style is poor and must change. This meeting is largely... Um, going to be about seven weeks and um, for me the most important one uh, will be the State of the Nation Address where the President will be visiting, uh, will be coming to Parliament to deliver the State of the Nation Um, Members of Parliament will do what we have to do right in making comments on the true state of our country Our country is not sitting well in some of the things that we do. And just like Parliament has reformed yesterday, I called on His Excellency the President and the Vice President to also reform their government. Because Ghanaians are fast losing hope in our democracy, and we can't allow this to happen. So we also have to reform the way governance is done. And I use this platform once again to call on His Excellency the President to reform his governance style and reform the way governance is conducted in this country in a way that we can get the confidence from the people of Ghana so that this democracy can succeed. Now, the majority leader, Sir Chairman Sabunso, has announced the message of the State of the Nation will be delivered on February 27 in the House by the President. The presentation of um, the present message on the State of the Nation is the, 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 the Mosul, the message on the state of the nation, Mosul. Some people refer to it as Sunnah, state of the nation address. It's not. It's a message on the state of nation, Mosul. And it's going to be delivered 
is going to be delivered on on the 27th. <laughs> it's going to be delivered on the 27th of February. It's going to be delivered on the 27th of February. The Ghana Journalists Association has called on the Ghana Police Service to arrest Member of Parliament for Yendi, Farouk Aliu Mahama, following uh, an alleged assault on City News, says Northern Regional Correspondent Mohamed Alabira. Ms. Alabira was attacked while covering the chaos that disrupted the NPP's parliamentary primary in the Yendi constituency. Addressing a news conference, GJA President Albert Kwabenajem 4 expressed disappointment that no action has yet been taken. He wants the police to act swiftly. After a week of this disturbly gangsterism, no arrest has been made when the regional police commander also tasted the ruthless actions of the tax. I'm surprised. Colleagues, where have we reached as a country? For a journalist to be attacked, a senior police officer and EC officials to be taken hostage in a bus after the chaos for hours, only for the military to come in to their rescue. Until date, no arrest has been made. Former GJA President Dr. Rolanda Felmoni, who is disappointed with the situation, wants the situation addressed to enhance the work of journalists. Little worried because uh, I did belong to the media community, and the media community uh, have a collective plan. And this country is dedicated on the principle that an attack against one journalist is an attack against all journalists. And an attack against all journalists is an attack against our democracy. An attack against our democracy is an attack against the very soul of this nation. So as we speak, the soul of this nation is living profusely from the two attacks and other attacks which we uh, we uh, have a committee uh, and Farouk Bahamas alleged attack. We commend most of the, the leadership of the EPA, GIBA, uh, and Media Foundation, whatever, for acting deeply and strongly against such attacks. And uh, it calls for collective action on the part of all journalists to deal with the challenge strategy. This is an issue of cathedral proportion, an issue which I would have said and investigated as it affects our democracy. And with reference to the December election, we know that our, our job is not cash rich, but risk prone. But we don't deserve such attacks by people who ought to know better. So we are calling on the authorities, we are enforcing the call by the DGA, media project, and paper to, for the authorities to take it up with all the curiosity deserve. This is an issue which will have an impact on the image of this country. 
Special aide to NDC flag bearer John Mahama Joyce Bar Mokhtari says the Ghanaian family values and anti-witchcraft bills will be given the needed attention if John Mahama is successful in winning power in 2024. She says the former president stands by the position that Christian religion, which he belongs, is against same-sex marriage. Though a bill on the LGBTQ plus is in parliament, its passage and subsequent grant of Presidential assent remain unclear. Joyce Bauer Mokhtari says attention will be given to the bill together with the anti-witchcraft bill, which is awaiting presidential assent. You know, I remember listening to the UK Prime Minister, Honorable Sunak, when he spoke on this matter. All he did was to reaffirm the fact that biblically, the human race is made up of a man and a woman and that it is almost incongruous for him to conceive of the fact that you have a man who says they have now become transgender and so are now female and want to be considered as such. And as far as he is concerned, the sex you are assigned at birth is your sex all through your life. I believe that along similar lines, Mr. Mahama goes to the Assembly for God Church. He's a Christian. And so he knows that the church is very reluctant even to have a debate on this matter. We have also heard that there is a bill in Parliament currently that is waiting for presidential access. But you see, presently, Mr. Mahama is not president of Ghana. I think that is a question that clearly we should direct to Nana Akufuado and, of course, to his vice president, Dr. Mahmoud Baumia. But, of course, Mr. Mahama has stated categorically this is his position as a Christian, family-oriented gentleman who wants to lead this country in the next few months. But does that mean that you facilitate the passage of the bill and assent to it if it gets before the president? But that's if it's not done. If, if, if he wins. It's not done. You understand? If it's not done, I'm sure that's something that he will consider. But of course, we are hoping that, irrespective of the fact that he will be in office soon, that Nanado will live up to his own words for himself. Because I heard that it's been there for a while. I know also about the witchcraft bill that apparently he's also refusing to uh, sign into law. I believe that he even wrote to Parliament for the very first time, stating reasons why he wasn't going to do that and quoting copiously from the Constitution of Ghana. So, you know, look, I believe that Mr. Mahama has stated his position very, very carefully, and he was a one-liner. On the fight against corruption, Joyce Barmotari says the media and other stakeholders have been unfair to the NDC. If they use the same yardstick that they use for Mr. Mahama to fight this, I'm telling you, Ghana will have no government. We'll be stateless by now. But are you sure that the NDC was unfairly treated by the media? Oh, largely, to a wide extent, yes. Don't forget that I was actually in the media a lot. And I look back on it seven years ago and now. My brother, if we had even been fair and balanced in our assessment, in our reportage, I'm sure that the story would have been different. But I know that today, all of you here, if you'll admit it to me personally, you'll admit that you are worse off than where you started from. That all you had to do at the time was raise the issues and force the government to sit up. Today, you are raising the issues. What is happening? In any case, remember that the reason why we are having these conversations around Mr. Mahama, and I believe personally that he's one individual who was treated very, very unfairly that the yardstick that was applied to the Mills Mahama administration, if same had been applied to this MPP administration from the beginning, the government would have collapsed by now. Completely collapsed. The level of scrutiny, we were told that so Sosan was going to be, what, history. 
that it will be ending immediately they took office. What has happened? Even for the National Cathedral, one that is not a matter of life and death, nothing was done through competitive tendering. Everything was sole source. And for many other projects, go to the Public Procurement Authority. In fact, indeed, there, one of the first whiffs of corruption that arrived and greeted Akufuadu and Baumia was from the BPA itself, from a gentleman who at a time was actually a key state witness in the case that brought Madame Charlotte Osei home. These are the people who are currently in government. We're still live on Journey, so they were coming to you from our studios in Kokumlim. Remember, we are free to air because we're on DTT. Let's take a break when we return this. Hello, good afternoon. Welcome to the business segment on Joy News. Today with me, Pius Kojo Baka. As part of measures to improve adoption of cleaner energy for household cooking, lecturer of applied economics at the University of Environment and Sustainable Development, Domenia Kwabna Eje Mante, is calling for more education for Ghanaians on the use of cleaner energy. He said the transition to cleaner cooking energy is key to economic growth. He spoke to Joy Business at a research and policy engagement forum. The research being conducted by researchers from the University of Environment and Sustainable Development and the Future Africa Institute at the University of Pretoria, South Africa, focuses on the energy poverty situation in Ghana and how to improve adoption of cleaner energy for household cooking. Because we find that if people are environmentally aware, they make the right decisions. If people are socialized into accepting clean energy, they take those decisions when they are adults. We are asking that these issues should go into the curriculum. Okay, how we teach the children of today, we should teach them these issues about climate change, about sustainability. And to be fair, Naka is in this um, forum. They say some of these issues are there, but they admit that more needs to be done. They admit that teachers need better support to be able to teach these issues of sustainability, of global citizenship, and so on. So our point to Naka is we want this to feature heavily in the school curriculum because that's where we train the young ones so that they grow up and they know these things already but even for those who are already out of school uh, for whom NACA's work does not necessarily reach we have the information services department we have the NCC who can also talk to us or um, educate the public um, on our environmental duty Ghana National Petroleum Tanker Drivers Union's National organizer George Yaonu said such project is key to supporting their operations. I want to urge the authorities, especially the researchers, that they must move out, go to the refineries, because we, the tanker drivers, we pick finished product from the refinery and make sure the product that comes out from the refinery to the market for the public to use should be clean before the domestics also cook, use the clean cooking, you get a point. So what I want to say is uh, we have, everybody have a role to play. So authorities should make sure that all the product that we are loading, the finished product that we are loading should be clean before they load us to our tankers. Now the school farm competition will help schools feed their students without having to solely rely on government. Now that's according to Executive Director of Cosmos Innovation Center, Benjamin Jankesi. Speaking at a memorandum of understanding with Blue Skies Foundation, he indicated that the competition, which seeks to build interest of young people in agriculture, among other things, hopes to make schools self-reliant in feeding themselves. 
The school farm competition, which was initiated by Blue Skies Foundation, is an agricultural school challenge project that aims to increase the desire of young people in both junior and senior high schools through learning experiences by providing the schools with inputs like seed and basic farm tools to cultivate their own crops on designated school farms. It is also aimed at encouraging students to consider agriculture as an income-generating venture in their life journey whilst improving Ghana's food security. A memorandum of understanding was signed to transition the governance and management from Blue Skies Foundation to Cosmos Innovation Center. Benjamin John Kessie is Executive Director of KIC. Contributing to feeding themselves is what what we're uh, maybe within the first couple of years we're going to aim at. But what we have been inspired lately by other programs being run elsewhere is that to the extent that some of the um, schools can leverage on that to pay within the school uh, school farm context, some schools have used the revenues that they've made to pay for exams fee for students. Imagine if these schools have more money and revenues from their produce than they were able to, than they got to pay for the school at uh, the exams fees and they're able to provide even scholarships for students imagine that they are able to use that to renovate uh, broken uh, classroom blocks or furniture or build infirmary by um, first aid by computers to really resource their IT centers those are the things that we're looking at deepening and also expanding to a broader community on his part Alistair Jimate head of Blue Skies Foundation and corporate affairs manager for Blue Skies Company Limited affirmed that Blue Skies will maintain an advisory role in the competition we resurrected uh, an old idea of the school farm concept just to encourage young people to see opportunities along the value chain within the agricultural uh, value chain. Um, We are happy today that we are handing over this baton or touch to KIC um, because we have so much trust in their capacity to manage and expand this project for the benefits of majority of our young people across the length and breadth of this country. Um, So we are also excited about this engagement. And just like Ben said, we'll be standing by uh, with our expertise and ideas any time, any day um, to support. We would want to encourage the schools that have participated over the years, as well as new schools, that we are continuing our partnership um, with the GES as far as this program is concerned. And now... We should give KIC all the support to make this project a success so that we'll be able to create the next batch of future farmers or agripreneurs in this country. Some past winners of the School Farm Awards include Adoye DAJHS, Ghana Senior High School, Tamale, Kwewu Tafu Senior High School, Peki Senior High Technical School, and Ekor Ronsad, among others. And that's it for business. I am Pius Kujubaka. Marketplace is at 1 p.m. Do make a date. Sports is next. Time now to bring you sports on a joy news today with me, Muftao Nabila Abla. Just a couple of minutes ago, the Ghana Football Association had a press conference with um, the media answering questions about the failure of the Black Stars in this year's African Cup of Nations and also claiming that um, they are the most friendliest uh, administration when it comes to the relationship between the media and the football governing body. But the interesting thing was that just before that, the, the official account of the Ghana Football Association actually blocked 
sports journalist. And you said you're on a friend list. That's quite an interesting one. But let's move on and um, talk about Ghana's preparations for the African Games 2023. My colleague, Victor Achutamaklo, was at the Accra Sports Studio, and he's come through with a report on preparations towards the first game of the African Games, which starts on March 9. For the first time in the history of the African Games, tournament organizers will break tradition when they allow three different cities to host what is typically hosted by one. When they allow Accra, Cape Coast and Kumasi to host the football competition from the 8th of March. When the games begin on the 8th of March, the playing surface here at the Accra Sports Stadium will host some of the games. It will be the first time that the facility will be open up to host any sports events since the National Sports Authority closed it down in December of last year. Since then, the facility has hosted two events, the Jesus Christ Encounter Crusade on the 2nd of December and 20 days later, the BIM concert. So we can presume that the National Sports Authority has made some money to put the facility in a state befitting of the events they are preparing for, right? Not quite. But don't take my word for it. Come with me as we check out the Accra Sports Stadium. We'll look at the playing surface, the washrooms, and where you, the fans, will be sitting when the games begin on the 8th of March and see the current state of the facility. This is the playing surface. During the musical concert in December, it was exposed to heavy equipment, motorbikes, and worse. Now, though, it looks green. Just not the right kind of green. A closer look at the pitch will show that it's not all grass. There are weeds and mushrooms also competing for moisture, sunlight, and nutrients in the soil. A calf official who recently inspected the pitch has told Joy Sports that there are six species of grass growing on its surface. Of that number, only one is natural grass fit for purpose, and it is less than 30% of the grass on the playing surface at the Accra Sports Stadium. The average time it takes to regrass a pitch is six months. The last time the pitch was regrassed was in 2017, ahead of the Women's African Cup of Nations in 2018. With just over a month to the Games, regrassing is not an option. The National Sports Authority could, however, opt for what experts call top dressing. That could take between six and eight weeks. So top dressing, just like regrassing, is not an option. When the Games begin, you may see a green pitch or more accurately, a pitch of green weeds neatly mowed. So the pitch does not and is not likely to be in a good condition when the games begin on March 8th. But what about the washrooms that the fans would use if they need to? When you enter the washrooms, you are greeted by a pungent choking smell. A smell that says, I'm sorry, lady or gentleman, but this is not the place for you. If you insist on using the facility, Everything that you see will confirm everything that smell said to you. From the toilets to the urinals, none of these have been cleaned for months. For regular users of the Accra Sports Stadium, it is exactly what they expect. And that is why many come to the Accra Sports Stadium not planning to use the washrooms. If I didn't know better, I would assume that the National Sports Authority does not care about the state of this facility or the patrons of the Accra Sports Stadium. But they say they do. They say they mean well. But when you walk into this facility to use it, what you see here, what you experience in the washrooms, will give you an impression that this is a poorly managed facility. The National Sports Authority often rents out the facility for top dollar. 
So where exactly do these monies go to? What are these monies used for? Going around the facility, there is little evidence of the reinvestments from the revenues accrued from renting out the facility into fixing the pertinent issues at the Accra Sports Stadium. We have taken you to the washrooms. You have seen how unkempt they look. Clearly not being managed. Take a look at these broken plastic seats next to me, a bit further away from me, and those to my right-hand side. The NSA closed down the Accra Sports Stadium to make money they ostensibly would reinvest into replacing these broken seats, cleaning the washrooms, possibly regrassing the pitch and fixing and leaving the Accra Sports Stadium in a much better, better state. That's your sports for now. We do have more sports stories on myjoyonline.com. We appreciate your time.